N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 344 of the NYYST podcast, and we're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. Uh, what's going on, bro? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, man. How's vacation? Uh, you know, it was a good time, but, you know, got to come back to reality at some point. This is genuine, too. Like, I haven't even asked you how vacation was. There were sharks in the water. There were sharks, okay. Doesn't send me a TikTok of sharks down in Wildwood. He's like, you can't go there anymore. I'm like, please. We apologize right now for some technical difficulties, by the way. All right, uh, and we do apologize. The show didn't air on YouTube last week due to more technical difficulties. So yeah, uh, but you but, know what? It's apropos. I love that word, apropos. Did you just learn it? Uh, no. Did your wife write it on an index card in the living room? No. Uh huh. Now I'm much smarter than that now. You're smarter than that now. Okay. Okay. He's advanced. That apropos, you know, Yes Network having technical difficulties. I might have uh, seen the Yes Network have technical difficulties three times in the 20 years they've been on air, and they had it happen three times in the last two weeks. Correct. Correct. We're getting purpose? there. Like somebody's trying to save us from watching this. Maybe. In the control room. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure the, the worst of their technical difficulties were uh, in that game where they kind of made you think they were actually going to take three out of four from the Astros, and then they didn't make you think it, and then you kind of thought it again, and then they didn't. It was like that. It was, it was that game. And I think it, anybody that was holding out hope this team was going to make a run, I think it had to die last night. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think really it died on Monday night when you lose a Garrett Cole game when he's out there pitching his ass off again, even though he gave up and he gave up and did he give up early? I know he gave up two two was, runs was early it was early in the game again. Two right? runs early. It was the first or second inning. Oh, and then the team can't score. They can't battle back. And then uh, this is where I do get on Boone for leaving him in the game, because after the first single in the eighth inning, it's time to take him out of the game. And he leaves him in there, and then those two runs end up scoring. You know, it's it's like you want him to leave him in the game, but then he leaves him in the game too long. It's not like it matters. The Yankees weren't coming back from two to one, let alone four to one. So it's not like it matters. But you could have still said, okay, they lost the Cole game, they win this series, then blah, 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 blah. but then they, you know, they lose last night. And what are they? Five out in the loss column right now. There's what 40? I want to say there's 47 games left to play. This is why when people came up with this idea that it was okay that you split against Houston, it, it wasn't okay because you lost a, another game to Houston, right? This is a team that you want. You want to go out there and make a statement. You take three out of four from the Houston Astros. The Yankees didn't do that. In any given year, you want to say you split a four-game series with Houston. That's okay. That's fine. But not this year. The Yankees needed to put their make a statement that say, hey, you know what? We're we're going to make a run at this. And they didn't do it. And all that happened was you, you knocked another four games off the schedule for the Astros who – you're chasing because they're in a wild card position. Toronto swept Boston that weekend. 
So you just knocked off more games for them who you're chasing. So it wasn't a good thing that the Yankees split with Houston, especially in in a winnable game. Yeah. My guy, I don't even, I don't want to go too far back. And what happened? How many walks did the Yankees get in that game? 12? Oh my God. The walk. Look, if you want to look at a bright spot, the walks have been there again and they're getting so many guys on base. But, you know, that catches up to you when you don't have someone there to, to give you that big hit. And I know last it, night they had bases loaded, yeah. nobody out, and uh, yeah, man, strikeout and double play, and that was it. And then somebody it says to me, "Oh," and then I tweeted, it and it was like, "Well, what do you expect with those with those eight nine hitters?" Uh, I don't know, but not that. Like I expect somebody to do something. I, I know it's probably blind stupidity at this point, but you can't go into these. How many bases loaded, no out situations have the Yankees had? And in, in these last, you, even in these last seven games, where if they get a run, you feel like uh, it was a minor miracle that they did that. I think they had bases loaded, nobody out in the in the middle game, and uh, I believe was it Bader or McKin- somebody hit a ball deep to center for a yeah. sack fly, and they got one run out of it. And you're like, wow, at <laughs> wow. least you got something. Yeah, and, and in that in that game, that last loss against Houston. When they were down five one or whatever it was, they scored four runs in that inning. I don't think they got any of them off. Of, I they had two hits that inning, but all the runs came on fucking walks. I think Volpe or someone one, got hit by pitch. There was one run scoring hit, but it was like a bleeder. It wasn't even like well, it scored one. It didn't even. Uh, I think DJ was at third, if I'm not mistaken, and and they kept the bases loaded. I who uh. But just real quick, because I know we don't want to get into a lot of on the field stuff. I think the Yankees are past that. I just want to make two points about Cole and Aaron Boone. When Cole gave, it was the first time probably since Cole's been here that I actually felt bad for him. When he gave up those two runs, it was the first time you actually saw the man defeated in a sense of not in a, not in a uh, self-pity type of way. It was more of a fuck, man. I just gave up two runs and I blew this for my team because my offense, there's no way they're scoring three before the White Sox score again at this point. And he, you could just see it on his face and it didn't, it didn't affect him. He still, he still fucking pitched and he pitched well. But my point on Boone, what you were touching on before of like not taking him out when he's supposed to and, and you know, whatever doesn't it feel at this point, and it, and it didn't feel like this when Boone first got here, that it's just like when when he should be sending Cole back out there, he doesn't. When he should be pulling Cole, and it's not us being like fucking fans that are just trying to rag on the guy all the time because we give him credit where it's due. It's He just truly does not have his fingers on the pulse. Right, and uh, Aaron Boone's going to be a big topic of discussion on the show. We ran two polls during the week, and uh, they're going to carry the majority of the show. Aaron Boone is uh, one of them. So I think that goes along the lines of where we're going to, where I'm going to vote on uh, what we should do with Aaron Boone. So I don't want to get too deep into that right now. But um, there is one on field thing that we absolutely need to discuss. And uh, before we do that, uh, there is no discussion, okay? If you're not at Lido's Tavern on August 19th, we don't love you anymore, okay? Strong, okay? In the chat real quick, uh, just so we can get some type of an idea, because I, 
there's going to be so many people there, but I don't know as far as our listeners and, and people who watch who plans on going on the 19th Toledo's Tavern in North Arlington. They have two locations. So Arlington location. We are in mm-hmm. North Arlington. If anyone plans on coming, let us know. Um, August 19th, one o'clock. August 19th, one o'clock. We'll be broadcasting live during the Yankee Red Sox game. Okay? The Red you're, Sox will be fighting for a wild card spot. Uh, you know, it's a battle for last place, but you're going to be out okay. there having a good time with us. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be food specials during the game, uh, $18 beer buckets, and uh, we have some giveaways also. Uh, we'll be doing some some giveaways in between innings, so it's not going to be something you want to miss. We want to see you out there August 19th at 1 o'clock at Lido's Tavern in North Arlington, New Jersey, for a live broadcast of the NYYST podcast. Uh, it's free admission, but, you know, obviously you're going to want to have a beer. Uh-huh. You might okay. want to have two beers. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, have some chicken wings. I heard they got really good chicken wings, chicken wings and beer and baseball and the and the fellas. I mean, you can't go wrong for uh, for a Saturday afternoon because what are you going to do? Sit and watch this team in, in, the, in misery alone in your living room, or you can come out and have a good time with us and maybe, you know, uh, not be miserable alone. Uh-huh. You'd be miserable okay. with us. Uh-huh. You could try. Okay. So August 19th at Lido's Tavern in North Arlington, New Jersey. And also uh, don't forget the uh, NYY News TV Day Part 2 in uh, September 23rd in the Audi Club at Yankee Stadium. Tickets are still available. Uh-huh. Again, the Yankees will be I'm, – I'm, I'm willing to bet they'll be eliminated by that point, but uh, you'll still want to come out and have a good time and hang out with the NYY News TV uh, crew. So, uh-huh. Okay. Well, we got okay. that out of the way. Now, the one thing that has to, that we need to discuss is based on field performance. Before you, get, before you keep going, I just uh-huh. – uh, another technical – I don't know if the chat is working. I just – tried to do something i just tried to chat something and it's not coming up because usually we're, we're getting a bunch of chats and uh nothing's coming through it says when you send a message people will see that you subscribed i don't know so i still don't know who's planning on coming on the 19th it's the uh, chinese fetish corn that you oh on, okay on YouTube, okay? Oh, okay i said corn because i i know that's the that's, that's the, cold the hip word. thing now yeah all right um anyway so yesterday First of all, yesterday was uh, was just one of those days, right? Okay, first of all, uh, let's get to this first, right? So uh, Jonathan Lewisica was activated during the uh, White Sox series. Whoopee, okay? okay. Uh, nothing against Lewisica. It's just that, you know, the little weasel mentioned like, oh, we're getting Lewisica back. That's why I didn't do it. Whatever. We don't have to rehash the trade deadline, but I'm still sticking to my stomach that they did they, they, that. Of all the ways they could have went, that the way they went was to do absolutely nothing, which is just mind-boggling to me. But anyway, so Loisica comes back. They need a 40-man spot because uh, he was on the 60-day, right? Okay. So who got DFA'd? Go, Davey, go. Yeah, Davey Garcia. Yeah, of course, our boy. Okay. So now... Davy Garcia, and here's the irony, the the cruel irony of this dumpster fire of a season. Not only did the Chicago White Sox more than likely put the final nail in the Yankees' coffin for a, a playoff chances <laughs> in this season, they picked up Davy Garcia off waivers today. So it was just a cruel irony of this dumpster fire of a season. Love it uh, that that happened. But again, 
Davey Garcia, 2020, showed a lot of promise. Oh, it was a COVID year, blah, 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 whatever. I don't care. It showed a lot of promise. It was a guy that you could have went out there and, you know, maybe built up a little bit. And then it was just like after the HAP incident, the HAP happened in the, in the postseason there, it was just never the same. And again, this is when I hear fans say, oh, I can't trade this prospect. I can't trade this prospect. Now you can add Davey Garcia to the list of well-known, hyped, promising talents that the Yankees had come through the system that have now left this organization and the Yankees have gotten zero, absolutely zero in return for. So just think of that next time when somebody proposes for a trade for Jason Dominguez or anybody and list them, list them all. Who cares? Right. And you say, oh, I can't trade this guy. Well, what's more than likely he becomes Aaron Judge or you add him to the list with Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier and Chance Adams and Greg Bird. I mean, do I have to keep going here? Nope. Okay. So that I think I made my point on that one. Uh, so how Davey Garcia now turned. You see how this is all cyclical here. What did the Yankees do yesterday? It got cute. Ian Hamilton, it was it was Seve's turn to start. Severino, who is probably the worst pitcher in baseball this season. Okay. Uh, by his own admission. Uh it was his turn to start. And now with Carlos Rodon on the IL, you needed somebody to you, you couldn't pull Seve from the rotation, right? So the Yankees' genius idea is to have Severino be the bulk guy behind an opener. Beautiful. And how'd that work out? That worked out great. I believe the the mindset behind it was he sucks in the first inning. He doesn't suck as bad in the second inning. So let's just throw him out there in the second inning. That should do the trick. I had the numbers in front. I gave the numbers. I got him. They're like, his ERA in the first is like 15. His ERA in the second is almost five. Uh, and then they just progressively continued to get worse after that. So it didn't matter. It, it was another bit of gaslighting, I feel like. Too. Right, so like, Sevy's oh, first. You want him out of the fucking rotation? No problem. Yeah. So his first inning ERA coming into last night's game was 1385. And then it go it went down to 4.15 in the second inning. So I guess that's see again, smarter Yankees. That's a smarter Yankees move. We'll just start him in the second inning. Right. Right. This is my uh, this is my mind block on this, right? So, is it because it's a do the when they when organizations do this, right? Because the Yankees aren't the only ones that have tried this; they're just the ones that it blows up in their face the most. Um, is it because it's a they think it's a mental thing with a guy actually starting a game, or do they think that he will struggle against what are typically better batters? Right. So, if you really break down the mindset of it, it their from their logic. It would have to be the batters, right? It would have to be we don't want him facing the top of the order to start the game. But now here's the problem. Luis Severino, the Luis Severino we know and the Luis Severino we the, with the talent we know he's capable of, from what we expect from him and what we've seen in years past when he's healthy, is this a guy that can't handle the top of, the, of a lineup, especially against like the White Sox? Because if you're if you're admitting defeat to that, that he can't handle the top of the White Sox order, and now you're just going to throw him in in the second, 
you just there's nothing behind. Why even pitch him at that point? I because they needed the innings. That's the only thing like, I can think of at this. But like at this point, maybe man, maybe it was there someone in the room saying, "Hey guys, let's just pause for one second. Maybe it's his his routine getting ready for the game. Like maybe we should." take a look at what he's doing to prepare for the game that, that maybe there's an issue there. All I, excuse me, my, and what I'd be willing to bet the most amount of money on is the Yankees saw those exact numbers that I read to you. And it was really no deeper than that because it's wild because if you're really going to uh, do the right thing, he, he, he can't take them. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Right. I, we're we're I think I'm at the point where I'm nine. I want to leave like that the crack of the door open because I'm a maniac like that. And I want to and I will put myself through the misery of watching the rest of this this season. And I want to leave that sliver, the tiniest little sliver of hope that since they're not mathematically eliminated, some miracle may happen. But it does to me, it, it, it doesn't matter at this point whether they're done or they're going to make a run here. He cannot take the mound for this team again this season. No, no, regardless. I mean, at this point, he's just a he's just wasting a roster spot. And it's just like there's just no reason why he should take another another start. Uh, no, I'm quick. not even talking about. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Rob, Rob, our boy sent us a super chat. He said, "Here's the bottom line: the Yankees suck at analytics and they suck at developing talent. Just go back to buying championships." Yeah, man, couldn't have said it better. I mean, this whole analytic game could be great if they were fucking good at it, and they're just not. Oh, as long as the Yankees are are alive and they're trying to to they're they're trying to keep this minuscule hope alive. You can't put him on the mound. No. You can't do it. And I don't know. Uh, tomorrow is going to be interesting to me because they're going to have they're, – they're listed as TBA for a starter tomorrow. I heard it's going to be Randy Vasquez, but they have to get him up here. I mean, the more – I mean, the, the smarter Yankees find something to do with Luis Severino to get him off this roster. Now, the smart, obviously, the smart thing to do is you eliminate him from the equation. You get him out of here. The Yankees thing would be to send Nick Ramirez back down, right? But right. here's the – so if we're going like, to – let's just for argument's sake say they're going to be smart about something, right? What do you – make IL him or do you DFA him? Well, because here what's, Because honestly, what's the difference at this point? Here's the problem with DFAing him and, and the reason why I believe they won't do it. Um, it again is just another fucking mark on Cashman's already underwhelming resume of this of the past few years. This one, though, I don't know if I could I could put the black mark on him for no this. no no. Here's why. Because if you're just gonna DFA a guy in his contract year, how do you not make a move? Like, I'm not saying you're getting anything back for him that's worthy, but but all I'm saying is if this was the ultimate fate for him, how are you not making a move at the trade deadline for him? That's that's where I'm coming from. Now, here's the other mark, and this is more realistic, I think, for on Cashman from Cashman's perspective. He doesn't want to see him get he he'll get picked up immediately, and he doesn't want to see him go to another team and excel. 
He doesn't want to see that happen. Yankees tied to him for nothing. Yeah, but here now here's a question that I wish. Hey, let me this. ask you this before. Okay. You, okay. Before okay. You get to that, okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. Okay. We're running the Yankees, right? Let's okay. say we're running the Yankees. Okay. Probably we're a like few championships. Right, tomorrow, uh, we need Vasquez up here. I got a DFA Severino. It's not worth it to even, uh, you know, pay the insurance on 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 an IL stint, right? Okay. Nine teams might be willing to take a flyer on him, but when do you think he's going to actually make a start for one of those twenty-nine other teams? Either not, he's not getting the ball in four days. We're already midway through August. What is he going to do? Get a start in September at some point? Somebody's going to get him and try to work with him and see if he can give them four or five starts down the stretch. So what are you really losing by getting rid of him? And at that point, what are the Yankees? The Yankees should not be concerned about whether or not Luis Severino can reclimate himself in the last month of the season. Christian, it, are the priorities of this front office anywhere aligned to what they should be? Well, you know the answer to that. Right. So I genuinely, this isn't even just a speculation at this point. I'm just following the evidence. I don't think the Yankees are willing to risk the chances of him of him being released, getting picked up by a team who's willing to take a flyer on him, and then him being extremely successful to end the season. I don't think that's in Cashman's hand right now. And and what are you gonna just he's gotta go on the IL then? Just find something. I personally think the they're not nail? gonna do anything. I, I really For, don't. I think they're gonna keep him around. They're gonna keep wasting him out of the bullpen. It's gonna be those games where it's, you know, they're down late by three runs, which is in Yankee runs. That's really like 10 at this point. And he's just going to keep fucking eating innings for this team. And, and we're just going to keep seeing him over and over. I think they'll pull him from the rotation so that they can come out and say, see, we did what, you know, we've had to pull him. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing his job in the starting rotation. We did what you guys asked. Thank you. It's August 11th as we, uh, it'll be August 11th tomorrow. It's August 10th as we record here tonight. And this rotation that we all drooled over in the off season, there's one guy left standing. It's crazy. And I, I honestly, I don't, I don't even want to put this out in the universe, but how he avoided the Cashman curse of starting pitching is amazing. Yeah. Everybody, and everybody that Brian Cashman puts his hands on, whether a free agent or, uh, you know, trades for, they all flame out. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to come on this show and be disingenuous and say, we should never sign Carlos Rodon because I wanted the Yankees to sign Carlos. Rodin. Absolutely. It's not, obviously it's not working out right now. He's been hurt. He sucked when he got, came back off the IL. Now he's hurt again. So it's not working out, but I'm not going to go back on what I said, but, how I, mean, I don't want to say his name out loud because maybe then the two things will connect themselves. How yeah. he's avoided this is amazing. And you know what's even more sad? I saw a graphic of, of the projected rotation going into this year and whatever, and I thought about it, and I was like, weren't the Yankees, according to Vegas, weren't the Yankees like favorites to win the World Series? If they were at some point in time, I believe. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow when the Yankees make that official move to 
in all likelihood bring up Randy Vasquez to start the game. Who is going to go? I mean, honestly, it, they'll probably do something like we said, you know, smarter Yankees, you know, send Nick Ramirez back down. But honestly, like, what are you holding on to Luis Severino for at this point? I mean, the, the season, the season's basically done. He's done. Like, just cut the ties. And even if, you know, the, the Yankees don't go anywhere and you want to let Brito and uh, Vasquez make the starts the, down the rest of the way. That's way more valuable to me than, than, than seeing Luis Severino just waste away some more here. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, man, it sounds petty. It sounds like I'm, I'm being irrational, but I think anyone who's truly followed this team can agree. It's, it's an ego move at this point, man. Just think about what the Yankees look like. If they let him go, someone takes a flyer. He has a great end of the rest of his season. He gets some big contract for next year because of how dominant he looked on another team. And this is another guy the Yankees just let waste away. They're not willing to do it. They want him to rot here until his contract is up, get some bullshit contract for next year, and then see what happens. And then they can just say, hey, he just you know didn't work out here again. Maybe he worked on some stuff in the offseason. If he goes now and finishes his season four or five starts, down the road with another team and he's just instantly brilliant again. It's another sign pointing back to the Yankees being toxic and they're not willing to take that chance. I, I just well, genuinely I they, believe that, well, you know, they need to look in the mirror and figure out what the hell's wrong with them. Maybe dude, maybe that's the o- overarching issue here that we've been saying for how many years. Look, I, I tweeted this the other day. I'm really glad so many big analysts and reporters and, and Twitter accounts are finally on board with the MYYST podcast because we've been saying this shit. The shit that's finally being allowed to, to be reported on by mainstream guys that there is a there is a issue from the top down in this organization that is clearly rotten. Clearly, we've been saying it for years and people have been telling us to shut up. We've been. We've been ousted. We've been ignored by people who used to come on this show because we're not allowed to say the shit that we have been saying for three years. And now all of a sudden it's the mainstream talking point, but we've been ahead of it. We've been saying this shit over and over, man. This is a problem that the Yankees refuse to look in the mirror and see what the actual issue is. They have band-aids. They have an unlimited amount of band-aids that they continue to put on the different issues and think it's going to be a permanent fix, and it's never going to be. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if, you're, if you're in the chat, uh, hit the like button, subscribe to NYY News TV, and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And now that the, the uh, real quick, now that the chat's working again, can we just get another roll call to see? I know Medina said he's coming. Is right, anyone, Medina. I think it was Medina. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was someone else. I don't know. Um, is anyone, does anyone plan on coming August 19th to Lido's restaurant in North Arlington to watch our live broadcast, Yankees, Red Sox? Um, let us know. So we, uh, so we know somewhat of an idea of it. I know there's going to be a lot of people, but uh, we'd love to see you out there. All right, so there's a couple polls that we ran. We want to get through them here and, and have a couple of discussions about it here. So, uh, Glaber Torres, right? Again, there was rumors that he was uh, being shopped at the trade deadline. The Miami Marlins, again, were super hot for him. 
Brian Cashman wanted four players for him. Miami told him to go scratch. So Glaber Torres is still here. And Glaber Torres here is a guy that we talked about this around the All-Star break when uh, Brian Cashman was trying to um, how you call it? was trying to fight for him to be an All-Star. And I remember his his uh, ERA, his ERA, Jesus, his uh, batting average was in the 240. So now today, Brian, oh my God. Glaber Torres is batting 270 with 18 home runs, 48 RBRs, and a 780 OPS. It's pretty good. I got to give Glaber Torres credit. He's been pretty consistent this year, and he's one. Of the, he actually did step up in Aaron Judge's absence. So I want to give him credit for that. Even though I'm one of the one of the conductors of the trade Glaber train, and I'm still on the on the trade Glaber train because I I think that there's a lot of factors to look at in terms of Glaber Torres. It's mainly what are you going to do with him after next year? Are you signing him to a to a, a to a nine figure contract? Are the Yankees going to com- uh, invest in him long term? You know, you're going to look at what you got left with Stan, what you got left with Cole, Rodon, Judge. Are you handing out another one of those contracts to Gleyber Torres? So that's why I don't see it. Me personally, I don't see it happening when the Yankees have so much apparent, and I say apparent because of the way they handle their prospects, middle infield talent coming up through the farm right now, right? So we asked on Twitter, or X, what is it called? I don't know what it is. anymore. X. X. We said, what should the Yankees do with Glaber Torres in the offseason? Trade him, extend him, or just play out the 2024 season? Okay, so 21% of people voted to play out the 2024 season, which came in third place. And I just want to get this out of the way. That is literally the stupidest thing the Yankees can do with Glaber Torres. So they probably will. That probably will To, to play out do. the season, right? Because think about it like this. If you're waiting to see what Glaber Torres is going to do in 2024 before you extend him a contract, you're dumb. Because I think at this point, we kind of know what Glaber Torres is. Does he have a little bit? Yes. Go ahead. Didn't. I'm not saying he's on the same level. But do you think maybe they learned also from their mistakes of the last time they let a guy gamble on himself? I didn't hear you. That you would hope? Yeah. But but from... From the history I, I've I've recollected over the last uh, few days, I don't think they learned from their mistakes. So, as as dumb as that would be, that would be my guess as to what they do. Right, that's an interest. That's another interesting point that you bring up because if your plan is to extend him, right? Let's say you can get him for a hundred million dollars right now, right? Let's just sit round numbers, and he goes out there and he returns to Juice Ball, Glaber Torres. And now he's going to be a hundred and seventy-five, two hundred million dollar player. So you just did it to yourself again after you after this happened to you two years ago, right? So if your plan is to keep him, why don't you just give him a contract extension right now? Correct. Or you trade him. You cannot run the risk of him walking out the door for nothing. Well, I, I mean, why don't you get to the other, to the other uh, options on the poll before I go into what I would do. So 37%, this was second place on the poll, was extend, uh, was extend him. And then 42%, which was the winner of the poll, was to trade him. So I'm, in, I'm still, even after this season where I think 
he has matured this year and 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 even with after the trade rumors he's come back and he's he's been pretty good because last year i think that affected him and i don't think it's affected him as much this season so i think he's matured he's become you know he's become a, a better hitter this season as compared to where he was last year and, and in 2021 so he has he, i want to give him credit i don't want to just completely shit on him but I don't see the Yankees extending. I don't see the Yankees making that type of financial commitment to him. And I need something back for the guy. I can't let him play out 2024 and and, and not get anything back for him. Well, that's where you're at, but that's where that's my opinion on him. I have three different answers. What I would do. What I think they're going to do. And what they could do. So what I would do is absolutely trade him. Okay, I think you're dead on. You have a team that wants him. They tried to acquire him at <laughs> right. trade deadlines. Right. That's what I would do, but here's the problem. That's what I would have done. That's what I would have done because I think the trade Glaber train has has gone. I think it's a bye-bye at this point. I think and You have to put a contract in front of them. <laughs> yeah, well... Here's my other issue now. Here's what I think they will do. I think they're going to gamble again. I think they're going to hope that he has a shitty year next year so that they can put a contract in front of him at a cheaper rate and keep him. And here's why I say that. A, they're dumb. They don't know how the organization should be run at this point. And B, Christian, who is their future there? Who, Who replaces Torres? Don't tell me Peraza. Don't tell me Peraza. They have other guys like Roderick Ari, uh, Rias. They have Trey Sweeney coming up. They have middle infield prospects. Oh, yeah. So you want to say if one of them moves to short you, uh, and eventually Volpe makes the move to second base, which I don't ever see happening uh, unless he suffers some type of injury that requires him to play second base. But the, like I said, I can't bank anything on prospects based on how they have handled it how they have handled their prospects in the past, right? But they have middle, they have quote middle infield talent there. So they have people that can replace him. So that's another reason why I think they're looking at it saying, Hey, we have X, Y, and Z. Then they just draft another shortstop this season. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, I think so. And I know that's the thing to do because usually shortstops are, are the best athletes on, on the, on the, on a baseball team. So that's why you usually go uh, take them with high picks. But the fact of the matter is the Yankees are using a lot of international slut money yeah. and uh, high draft picks on shortstops. So they're looking at that. At least you would think looking at that and saying, hey, we have internal options to replace him, right? Well, then you trade him. If not, you have to put a contract in front of him. Glaber Torres can't play out 2024 and then go be a Miami Marlin on a, on a big contract at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. It just can't happen. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. I'm being called a dipshit. Cause, uh, cause I said, don't, don't tell me Peraza. Uh, no, uh, maybe I should have prefaced by saying it should be Peraza. It should be Peraza, but I mean, again, let's follow the evidence here. Is Peraza a guy that the Yankees seem to value, or is he a guy who's going to rot in hell in triple a and 
before they could even make him anything, just become a shell of himself. Which option do you think at this point, the way they've handled him last year, this year, whatever year, which which is more likely at this point? Well, I think you saw uh, a different Oswald Peraza up here after they called him up when Donaldson got hurt. It was just a different aura about him. Like because they didn't seemed, know what the fuck he was he doing. He seemed defeated. Yeah, and that's what happens with these guys, man. That's what happens. I mean, there's no way they honestly. You, the, the kid should have just been up here and playing right that's now. It. You, I mean. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't get into this whole dysfunction of of using the, the way they use their prospects again, but I'm just saying from an argumentative standpoint on what to do with Gleyber Torres, the Yankees can use that as a reason why they wouldn't sign him. So then you have to trade him. I mean, it's not rocket science here, but the Yankees are the, you know what the Yankees are? The Yankees are a billionaire. Okay. That thinks they're the smartest guy in the room. And then they get on the fucking Titan submersible. That's who the Yankees are. Yeah, agreed. Not too early anymore. You can make that analogy. It's not too it early. It was too early or not. I used it. Okay. okay. I liked it. I thought it was fucking brilliant. And I think that this is, that's what this team is. It's, it's a team that's watching itself implode and still won't just put their egos aside to fix it said that there was anywhere between like a minute and, minute and 37 sec- seconds, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That they knew that they were going to die. And I bet you if that was to the Yankees would be free falling like that. And Aaron Boone would be like, it's right in front of us, guys. It's right. We're here. Us. We got it. Well, and guess what? Here's the, here's the sick joke. Now it used to just be that any fan with two eyes and a functional brain could see this coming. The problem now is that it's happening. It's it's in slow motion and it's happening and everyone can see it happening. And the Yankees still double down on their dumb bullshit. What is your overall? What would you do if you're running the team with him? Well, what I what I would do, what would Chris and, do now, we're assuming like, I can't go back in time and trade him at this trade. That no, you take over right now. You get hired. What are you doing at this exact moment? I'm shopping him at winter meetings. I'm seeing if there's any. I, I truly believe that he finishes the season strong. I don't think any team is dumb enough at that point to take a trade. And I don't think I'm getting anything back, really. But I'm just seeing what's out there. At that point, once that's over with, I think the only smart move is to offer him a contract. I really do. I think, A, he has been a bright spot in a season that doesn't have many bright spots at all. And, B, I missed the boat on trading him. And I've treated the prospects that could possibly replace him like piles of garbage. Therefore, I'm just going to take my chance here and hope that this kid can stay consistent. Maybe he's found something. Maybe he's put aside those 48 home runs and stopped hitting bombs since the balls aren't juiced anymore. Maybe he's going back to that pure hitter that he is. I'm keeping him at that point and giving him a contract because I don't have any other bright future options here with him at that point. All right, I'm with you, right? So let's say... I take over today. Boom. It's my call. 
I'm at the winter meetings working like a fucking animal to trade him. And if I can't get something, if everybody knows that this is my approach and I'm getting like offers that are like ridiculous, like, oh, I'll give you an 18 year old catcher. Like, no, dude, right. I'm good. Okay. If I can't find a suitable deal for him in the, in what is it usually like February, right around Valentine's Day, the Yankees report to camp. There's a contract sitting yes. in Glaber Torres' locker. Yep. And then if he doesn't want to sign it, he doesn't want to sign it. I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. But that is what I do. I try, I work my hardest to get the best possible deal for this team with him. And if nobody, and if I can't find that deal, there's a contract waiting for him when he reports to Tampa. Hey, now we want you, we want you here for the next five, six years. Let me turn the tables on you real quick. You're Glaber Torres. Huh? You signing that contract? The numbers are. I think he does. I, honest to God, I don't think he wants to leave. I think. Oh, it's a low ball contract, man. Regardless, no, I'm not. I'm not low. Me personally, I'm not low. I'm, I. Oh, probably, but you know the Yankees are. I would probably set the number at. I think fairly. Six. Uh, how old is he? How many um, years are you? But this is the problem. He's still so young, dude. So what are you going to do? Are you going to commit ten years to him? He's he's got to be only what twenty five years old. I think he's 25, 26. He's going to be looking at. He's he turns looking, 27 in December. All right. So he's going to be looking for eight, nine years, 10 years, possibly based on he, his age. And, and, and hold on. You're the New York Yankees. You're not Christian. You know, you are not offering him that many years. You're offering Which, him five, six tops. Get him at six for 150. You're not getting him for less than eight years. You just said he's 27. If he signs too short of a contract, by the time that contract's up, he's still going to have a little left, but he's not, he's going to have shit deals. He's going to look for an eight, nine year deal. I got to go. I got to work options with him, vesting options. If he plays X amount of games, we got to get, have to get creative here. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> how to creative, how has creative worked for the Yankees so far? Well, Aaron Judge bent them over a friggin' barrel. Right. Rightfully so. And look, dude, this is why people can't just be like, oh, we can't trade him. Look at this. Look, dude, we're not being assholes here and, and being anti-glabor and say, fuck no. him, let's trade him. Look at what we're breaking down for you on the nuances of what keeping him around means. Are you committed? This guy's twenty, going to be 27 years old. He's going to want an 8, 9, 10-year contract. Are you willing to do that for him? At what, 30? You Could you... You imagine a world where he gets 30 million. I don't know if he can go that high, but in the upper 20s, you're going to commit 275, 290 million dollars to Glaber Torres, dude. Not, I, not, not in the upcoming years where Hal's looking to reset that luxury tax, man. I'm telling you, telling you, bro. That's why everybody's like, you can't trade him. This is what. Look, look, I, I can't be any more fair about it than what we're what we're talking about right here. No, I, you're 100 right. That's why I asked you the question because. I don't think the Yankees have what, what it's going to take to keep them anyway. It, and in that, that just encompasses the full picture, the, the, the big picture of the shit show we're dealing with at this point. So this is from Justin Chittam, and I'm reading his comment because you'll see why at the end. Okay? I was all for trading him, but it had to be done this past trade deadline to maximize the return. The, this team seems to have no faith in Peraza and holding on to Glaber this long to just let him walk for nothing would be dumb. So extend him. But hey, smart or Yankees. Wow. 
Wow, it's catching on. And this is from her boy Ryan. Uh, how's Gloria doing, buddy? We don't wow. hear from you. We don't hear. Yeah, from man. Where's the videos, you, dude? Right. He says they missed the biggest hole they would get this past deadline. But if they want to wait till free agency, he's gone. But I am worried about how Torres would be when he gets a fat payday, kind of like Javi Baez. I don't disagree with you there. I bro. mean, that's a f- another fair point, man. But so- again, it goes back to you should have traded him. All right. So hole number two. Let me just say, let me, let me just, first of all, I wasn't here last week. I was on vacation. So that means Elgato was on vacation. Okay. He's back with a vengeance this week. Let me just say this. Okay. Everybody got a good friggin' chuckle out of Aaron Boone last night or uh, two the other nights night, ago. two nights ago, right? The whole impersonation of Laz Diaz, which, don't get me wrong. Les Diaz was disgrace. It was the disgrace that that person was allowed to have that type of game in a major league uh, setting. It was a disgrace. might have been worse than Angel Hernandez. Oh, no, statistically, is, it was. Which is fucking you, you're on thin ice at that point. Statistically, he had a worse game than Angel Hernandez. Right? Wow. But everybody got a good laugh at it, and Aaron Boone was cucking around with Ty the next day, and you know, so they're back to that now after. We were, you know, everybody was like, oh, they're talking. Fuck, who cares? Anyway, so here's my point. Does Aaron Boone think that he was being laughed with or laughed at? Because that, to me, he, I was with him, honestly. Like, you know, we're going to get into my feelings on Aaron Boone if you don't already know. But I was really with him because the Yankees were getting, like, reamed hard by uh, Laz Diaz, especially in that DJ LeMayu at bat. Two of those, he got see he got awful. Uh, saw three pitches. Two of them were just it was silly. Like it, it was actually silly that these were called friggin' strikes. off the plate. And then you know, being the Yankees and how things are going this year, he gets ejected on a pitch that was actually a striker. The the, the pitch yeah, right. Healthy. It was. Yeah. But anyway, I was with him, bro. Like. This this shit's going downhill fast. You gotta, you know, this is the one thing that you seem to always do is have your teams back in this setting, right? And I'm with you, dude. Like, go get this fucking guy. Let him go. Let's go. Hopefully, he doesn't bully you, but you go at him, right? You go, go get him, Aaron. And then he starts with the fucking histrionics with the that yeah. face that he made. He went on. He went on. I I believe. It, yeah, it was when he was on Ty the next day. He said his daughter was embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed. I was embarrassed for her, and I don't even know yeah. her watching you yeah, do that. Yeah, she was mad at him. I get it, dude. You're the manager of the Yankees. You can afford these kids a life of luxury that I will never see in my lifetime, right? But embarrassment is embarrassment. And for, uh, I'm sure, I don't know how old his daughter. I'm sure she's a young girl, maybe in her early teens. I wouldn't want to see my dad on national television do acting like a fucking fool like that because that's what that was that was that was just nothing but foolery right there yeah but here's what it comes down to right if your your daughter clearly has some underlying resentment where she doesn't respect you as a human being anyway at this point right because if it were my dad and i respected him he could do whatever the fuck he wants on national tv he's the manager of the new york yankees man I'm not embarrassed. I'm not mad. So maybe you, fan. She, you think she she grew up in a I mean, she she's a baseball girl, bro. But bro, 
but you know, I don't think just she, let I me think, have a little still, fun with it. Maybe I think she still thinks maybe he walks dad. into his fucking house and his family doesn't even respect him anymore. Uh, we I, I don't know if you were here the week that we talked about uh, his wife. She she sleeps with Steve, the gardener down the street. I don't blame her. Right. Do you? Anyway, so we do not condone adultery on the NYYST. Okay. Just, we, okay. 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 We just joke about it. Anyway, so the poll was, what should the Yankees do with Aaron Boone? Or it actually, it says, should the Yankees fire Aaron Boone at the end of the season? The answers were yes, which was the overwhelming favorite at 62%. No, because he's done a good job. This finished dead last with 6%. So trolls are stupid in that situation. Like, who's voting for that one? Okay. Because okay. they never... I always want... When people give the that that answer the one that is the most polarizing and opposite direction of what everybody should be thinking. Trolls. I just want somebody to answer why they vote that way. And they never get that vote. Never. You never get that. All right. And then um, in, in second place here was no, because Cashman isn't leaving. And that was at 32%. Now I'll, I'll say this, right? I always said that Boone shouldn't go if Cashman stays because it's not, he should not Cashman should not be able to hire the next manager, the New York Yankees. Correct. They should be, they should be a package deal. They both go together. Right. But Correct. this season has changed my mind. Me too. On that situation. Aaron Boone has been at his job this year that he needs to go. And there, and this is all spurred on because Bob Clappish wrote an article. And like you said, in our group chat, your, your 90 year old grandmother who, wouldn't know uh, Aaron Judge if he sat on on her lap. Uh, could have wrote that article and had the same type of accuracy as Bob Clapper right. did. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. That uh, Cashman is safe and uh, Boone's job is quote less safe. All right. Okay. And this no is why. Shit. And this is why I've been thinking that Aaron Boone getting fired is a real possibility is because he's on the last year of his deal. Twenty twenty four is his, the last season here. So I could see, I really do see a scenario where the Yankees scapegoat Aaron Boone and they go with a new manager. And the most tiring thing through this whole last, since this has come out and people are like, nothing's going to change. Uh, Brian Cashman is still here. Yeah, I get it. I know that. We I know that. We've been the ones fucking putting that narrative out there. We get that. Saying that for probably two years now that... Nothing's going to change. They fire Boone. They'll bring another cuck in just like him, right? But give me a different cuck at this point. And yeah. At this point in time, that what has Aaron Boone done specifically that he deserves to keep his job independent of whether or not Brian Cashman is here, okay? And this is what everybody wants to answer. Well, Brian Cashman is here. Nothing's going to – I get it. We I'm, know. I fucking understand it. But independent of who the general manager is, what has Aaron Boone done that he deserves to keep his job? You're right. Nothing. And and there's two there's two things I want to touch on real quick. But you need to keep going because I completely lost my train of thought. And tell me you don't watch the Yankees without telling me you don't watch the Yankees. When you cite how many fucking regular season wins Aaron Boone has as the reason he right. should keep his job, because that is so fucking irrelevant. The Yankees are going to 
this year being honest to God, dude, as much as we ripped this team and the, the roster construction, and everything this year is a huge outlier in the, in terms of performance for them, because they should sleepwalk to 90 plus wins with the, with the resources put into this team. This year is actually an outlier of that. So, so to right. say that, so based on the payroll and the talent and blah, 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 regular season wins, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, this no. year obviously it matters because they they're not going to win enough fucking games to get into postseason. But if you're using that as a reason why you should keep his job, you don't watch the team. So here's a couple things. The first thing I'm going to say is, if Aaron Boone isn't fired mid-season, I don't think the Yankees will fire him when the season's over. And here's why. Let me ask you a question. Because because Brian Cashman is still the GM, because he's going to hire an Aaron Boone 2.0, all the things we know, uh-huh. what would be the reason for firing Aaron Boone? Because we want blood. But it, in a Yankee sense, in, in the oh, front they, you office... You don't think that they know this? You what? don't think they know this, that the fans want blood? No, 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 no. I understand. But what I'm saying is what they is the- tried that with Dylan Lawson and that was like throwing a hot dog. Right. White. So what I'm saying is the over the overall theme to to firing him would be to completely save face, show to the fans that they care and they need something better. Correct. Right. So what better time to get that reaction than midseason to show if you're going to fire this guy, why wouldn't you do it midseason at this point? What is the big deal of doing it at the end of the season? I get that. I get that. But I also think it's how Brian Cashman handles himself because he's ne- Dylan Lawson was actually his first in-season firing of any. Coach. Okay. But, but why not keep going then at that point, if you're going to fire this guy and you want a reaction from the fans that, you're doing something that isn't truly genuine anyway. You're not firing. I don't give a fuck if it's genuine and I don't want him here anymore. Well, I, yeah, I understand. I, I'm I honestly you. don't I'm care what the him. Yankees are firing him or firing him is at this point. Just fire him. I'm not saying you're wrong. I agree with you. What I'm saying is the reason for firing him would be the reaction from the fans, right? What better time to get that reaction than firing him mid season? Okay. And I get that point, but what if, and let's take this approach here. What if Brian Cashman has made up his mind? No postseason, no Boone in 24, but I don't want to just stick Mendoza in there for a couple of months. I want let Boone ride this out. I do like the guy. I want to have him save face, say little, save face a little bit, he, but they're not going to say that we're firing Aaron Boone at the end of the season. You they're can't, gonna... you're telling me he can't get on the mic and say, look, if we don't make the postseason this year, big changes are being made. Say that, but he's not going to open. They don't even say, say that, Christian. They don't I am, say that. Well, I get. The, I, I know. He that, says, "I'll saying, ask a lot of questions." <laughs> Great. Well, I have a lot of questions for you already, whether you make the postseason or not. But now, okay. <laughs> now, now, ahead. hold on. Here's where I hate Aaron Boone the most. It's not how awful he is. It's the fact that he's actually going to make me defend Brian Cashman for a second. Oh boy. Here's why Aaron Boone needs to be fired before next season. I hate to say this because regardless, whether it's the 99 win Yankees or the 85 win Yankees of this year, 80 wins, whatever they're going to end up with. There's one thing that's still true. Two things. One, 
the team is constructed so poorly and not nowhere near a, a World Series caliber team that, that we've been promised for years now. However, 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 despite the injuries, despite the poor construction of this roster, this team should not be going out there and getting embarrassed by the Chicago White Sox. This is this, a lot of this is a reflection of Aaron Boone. Correct. So I hate to do this, but as poorly of a job as Brian Cashman has done, the product and the results we're seeing on the field are not as bad as they actually should be, are worse than they actually should be. Well, I agree with that. Therefore, it's got to be beyond Brian Cashman too. So at this point, you have to get rid of Boone, bring in someone else who's going to go with the same philosophy but maybe he doesn't lose the team as much as Aaron. I don't care how many reports come out that this team loves the players love Boone. Clearly there's a disconnect. Clearly he is not the leader that is supposed to be out there because as shitty of a team as Brian Cashman has constructed, they're not this shitty. So a new, and again, we'll say for the hundredth time, we know better than anyone that getting a new manager is not going to mean a new philosophy, a new, a new, you know, all of a sudden team that's ready to win the World Series. We get that, but this team shouldn't be as bad as they are, and that falls on the manager. So I have to fucking, I hate doing it, but Cashman did a shitty job, not this shitty. Aaron Boone's making it worse. He's got to go. So we asked for a lot of, you know, we asked for comments on this, and a lot, most of them are like, but Brian Cashman's the bigger problem. No shit. We understand that. You're listening to the probably the first entity that made this connection that Brian Cashman is the biggest problem here. Okay. Everyone told us we were dumb. Yeah. So. uh, I mean, honestly, when fucking L.I. Yankee King has the has the most coherent and best response, you yes. know how fucking you know bad yeah. that you are. Because he comes on here and he says, he says, no, because Cashman isn't leaving. Uh, there is literally no point to fire firing Boone when uh, Boone 2.0 will be coming in and the Yankees will still go 80 and 82 in 2024. Although I Maybe I read something different. On that kind of sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Cashman isn't leaving. So, yeah, but there is still a point to firing Aaron Boone. You could still get more out of another manager at this point, so you have to do it. But again, the toxicity runs from the top down. We like, get that. Add to Cartfield says yes because I'm just tired of seeing him. Get out, managed. Sure, Cashman isn't gone, but at least it'd be closer. I, I I don't know how much closer they get, but I'm like I like this guy says. I'm just tired of seeing him too. Give me a different. If you're gonna if you're gonna fail for the next three or four years, however long Cashman's got left on his contract, give me a different face of <laughs> failure. Oh, you don't think he's getting and, another contract after that's after that's up? I mean, I guess, dude. Uh, it's possible. Read his comment because right before we came on, there was a comment that popped up, and I was like, "I'm going to kill this guy, or unalive him." Can I say unalive? Okay. Must have uh, 
not win that we were going to come at him. Like he must have sensed it. You think he wind. deleted it? Possible, unless I'm just missing it. But we're running low on time here, so I don't care. It was stupid. And uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, man, like there's no reason to continue to use that line. Well, if Cashman stays. What what are you He's watching that, anywhere? What what are you watching that Aaron Boone deserves to keep putting it? Change the change the outlook now. Put it in this. This is the plainest way I can say this. What has Aaron Boone done that he deserves to keep his job? You right. can answer that question. Then please let us know at nyyst underscore podcast. We love to hear you. Uh, what he has done to deserve his job. And then we can have a, a rational conversation based around that. But to us, we have not seen anything that where he warrants another year, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. That's six years where the Yankees get further away from where they were when they replaced Joe Girardi. Okay. Further away. And you can say it's roster construction. You can say that it's guys don't show up in the big spot and Fuck you, Jerry Recco, okay? If you know who Jerry Recco is, this is a big fuck you, and I hope somebody cuts this and sends this to him tomorrow, that you go on on the radio this morning and say that Aaron Judge has piss-poor postseasons, okay? Because the guy had a mid-800 OPS coming into the 2022 postseason. I'm not absolving Aaron Judge for what he did in the 2022 postseason. He was atrocious. I'll be the first to admit it. But when you're a 900-plus OPS guy and then you're now – a mid-800 OPS guy, people think you suck, but that's still really respectable, especially in the postseason, okay? The Yankees wouldn't even have sniffed the fucking playoffs last year if he didn't have an historic year. So don't fucking come on the radio and take shots at my fucking guy, Jerry Recco. Fuck you, okay? That's why I don't listen to fucking sports radio anymore. Can't Bunch deal of fucking with, uh, idiot cucks. It's just the, 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 the state of sports talk radio in this town is just disgustingly bad. Okay. So when you, when you hear them say something that you agree with, we've already said it for fucking two years, probably. Right. All right. So hopefully you guys can uh, agree on this and uh, that's be at Lido's tavern in North Arlington, New Jersey at one o'clock on August 19th. NYYST will be broadcasting live there during the Yankees Red Sox game. We want to see you out there. $18 beer bucket specials, food specials. We'll be doing giveaways in between the innings. It's going to be a, a good fucking time regardless of how pathetic this team is. We're going to have a blast and we want to see you out there. Admission is free so you don't have to pay anything at the door. But uh, help uh, help out Lito's Tavern and order some beer and wings and have a good time watching some baseball with That's the fellas. It. That's All right. it. So we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat tonight. If you haven't hit the like button, please do so. Uh, just a, another programming announcement. We will be live every Thursday night this month for the rest of the month. We'll be live every Thursday night. The Yankees are off next Thursday. And then the following two Thursdays are playing day games. So we'll be live every Thursday for the rest of August. So you'll know where to find us uh, throughout August. Uh, so we want to thank everybody. Uh, that's what is it? It's 334, right? Yeah, DJ Steeles wants to know if there's going to be strippers. Maybe it's, uh, it's SGR. A it's a family establishment, all right? Maybe but, uh, SGR, Maybe we okay. can work some in the back. Uh, I don't see strippers in the back. Okay. 
Uh, so we want to thank everybody that's been uh, listening and watching episode 334. And thank you for your continued 344, support. 344, dog. 340. Jesus Christ. That's how many it's been. Right? We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 344. Chris, say goodbye. Hey! Uh, 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 uh,